and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case, and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in our studio today is my co-pilot, Lil Barron. Hey, Mr. Case. Lil Barron. <laughs> How are you? I'm so good. How good, are you? Good. I'm good. Are I'm you rested? Really good. Um, no. <laughs> me either. Me either. Uh, the, you know, the games are over. They've been over. They were amazing. They were awesome. Right. They were wonderful. Um, we're still not done. No, you know, we're not. We still have work to do. And, and that's just part of the season, a part of the process that right. we go through. But uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not that rested. No. But there will come a time yeah. when I will feel rested. It's just not today. No. <laughs> not this week. Yeah. But speaking of rested and feeling your best. Yes. Do you, do you think it's safe to say that the vast majority of us, of all of us, we want to live the best possible life for as long as possible. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. That's fair to say. That's fair. I'm not going out on a a limb there, right? (laughs) No. So I I found this article on Prevention. Prevention uh, Magazine has a a website and they have this story that's called Surprising Signs You'll Live to Be a Hundred. Oh. And I thought, yeah, I thought that's got to be good stuff, right? So I dug into it and there were some interesting things that I thought I would share today. Okay, good. So first of all, you ought to consider this. In the 20th century, the average life expectancy has gone up 30 years in in this 100-year period of the 20th century. That is the greatest gain in 5,000 years of human history. Like as far as we've been able to write on papyrus or scratch (laughs) on a cliff, um, that's the biggest jump that we've ever had. Uh, Centenarians, those are people who make it to triple digits or over 100 years. Um, They're not such an exclusive club anymore. That number of people who are over 100 years has increased 51%. Listen to this, from 1990 to 2000. So in that 10-year period, the number of people that reached 100 years old has jumped 51%. I wouldn't have known that. So how do we account for these dramatic (laughs) leaps? Uh, Obviously, there's a whole bunch of things going on, but advances in health and education and disease Mm -hmm. prevention, uh, treatments are high on the list, and that makes sense. But what you may not know is that it seems like it's unimportant everyday habits or circumstances that you just kind of apply in your life that mm-hmm. seem to play a factor in influencing how long you live. Now, their list was 30, 30 okay. things. We're not going to get to 30. Okay. okay. But there were a few things on the list that I thought, eh, this is interesting, right? Okay. So the first one is not going to surprise you at all. Okay. It's just what you're thinking right now. Um, and that is people who live to be 100 love to work out. Right. That's that, that again, no big surprise there. Right. It helps that if you enjoy sweating it out on a regular basis, it seems that that puts you in a lucky position to live to be 100 years old. Studies have shown that staying physically active can help improve your longevity, help reduce your risk of heart disease, diabetes, and other health conditions. And as you age, we all lose muscle mass, but exercise helps us to build muscle and you can keep your metabolism revved up and maintain a healthy weight as well as balance. Lots of things. So working out, of course, that's going to make that list. Like I said, that's no surprise to you, right? Here's one that maybe isn't a surprise, but it's a weird, it's an interesting way that they word it. Uh, People who live to be 100 years old enjoy raspberries in their oatmeal. Really? Now, yeah, so <laughs> so it's not just raspberries, right? Okay, right. But most Americans eat 14 to 17 grams of fiber per day. Oh. And if you add just 10 grams of additional fiber, that reduces your risk of dying from heart disease by 17%. Wow. 
Wow. And that's according to a study in the Netherlands. Um, dietary fiber helps reduce total and LDL cholesterol. The LDL is the bad cholesterol. Oh. So increasing your fiber boosts your um, ability to reduce your cholesterol, but especially your LDL. Uh, it also improves your insulin sensitivity, which is the whole type 2 diabetes mm-hmm. problem that we deal with. Mm-hmm. And then it boosts our weight loss as well. Huh. So adding fiber is important. And one easy way to add fiber into your diet is to eat, first of all, eat a cup of oatmeal. Uh-huh. which I don't love oatmeal. Do you like oatmeal? I do. Okay, so a lot of people do. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. It's yeah. just not my favorite food. But uh, if you top off your oatmeal, which has four grams of fiber by itself uh-huh. with one cup of raspberries, which has eight grams of fiber, you get 12 grams of fiber in just one meal. Huh? So if you're wondering, oh, how am I going to get more fiber? Just eat some raspberries, raspberries with, with oatmeal. oatmeal. Okay. okay. Here's the next one. Make every calorie count. I don't so, like that one. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> None of us like this one, but researchers in St. Louis reported that men and women who limited their daily calories to between 1,400 and 2,000. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're looking at the labels on food, right. most of it say it's based on a 2,000 calorie diet. Right. But here's a news flash. Right. <laughs> most of us eat more than 2,000 well, calories, right? Most yeah. of us eat more than 2,000 calories. But if you keep your calories between 1,400 and 2,000 calories, that's about 25% fewer than most of us in a typical Western diet get. Um, it's good for our heart. Oh. It's just plain and simple. Mm-hmm. It's good for our heart. So um, uh, people who eat about 1,400 to 2,000 calories have a heart that seems 15 years younger oh. than they already are, than they wow. actually are. And it's not just about eating less, but getting the most nutrition per calorie. That's according to a study that Dr. Luigi Fontana did, who's an associate professor of medicine at Washington University School of Medicine. Um, the, they studied subjects that stuck to vegetables, whole grains, fat-free milk, and lean meat. They got rid of white bread, mm. soda, candy, mm. all the things that we all love, uh, right? Yeah. But they, they cut those out, and um, they their hearts were 15 years younger wow. than those of us who don't do that. If you cut empty calories and eat more nutrient-rich foods, your health will improve. That's according to Dr. Fantana. And there were, like I said, there were tons of ideas in this article. I'm just going to share one more. Okay. And that is this, eat purple food. Really? Yeah, purple food. So Concord grapes, blueberries, even red wine, they all get that deep, rich color from polyphenols. And polyphenols are compounds that reduce heart disease risk and may also help protect against Alzheimer's disease. That's according to research. Polyphenols help keep blood vessels and arteries flexible and healthy. And what's good for your coronary arteries is also good for your brain's blood vessels. That's according to Dr. Robert Krikorian, who is the director of cognitive disorders uh, at the University of Cincinnati. Preliminary animal studies show that adding dark grapes to your diet may improve brain function. Hmm. And what's more, in a recent human study, researchers found that eating one or more cups of blueberries every day may improve communication between brain cells and enhance your memory. Wow. So there are there are more things that we can all do, just simple habits that we can apply, but yeah. there's just a handful to get us started on our way yes. to 100, 100 years old. <laughs> 
Today's guest is Irene Lysenko. Irene is the vice president of the Great Salt Lake Rowing Club. Irene says that she fell in love with rowing while living in Connecticut about 15 years ago. And what was supposed to be a recreational pastime quickly turned into a six days a week training schedule and competitions up and down the East Coast. And as much fun as she's had competing, she finds her greatest joy in teaching and coaching and watching others fall in love with the sport. Irene is also the director for the indoor rowing event at the Huntsman World Senior Games, which just wrapped up a couple of weeks ago, like we said. Mm -hmm. Irene, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's so good to be here. And she was awesome. um, Yeah, she was fantastic. First year sport, first time introduced at the Games. Irene, tell us your thoughts on uh, how you feel like the event went for the first time at the Games. It exceeded all of our expectations, quite honestly. Um, first of all, it, you know, Huntsman had everything so well organized for us that when we arrived, it was easy to do what we do. Um, and it was it was a great taste for us of the possibilities of growing this sport further. Uh, we loved everybody we met. We Most of the feedback we got was so completely positive. I've received so many thank you notes and we were we had to blast are you coming back again next year because of notes since we left that that's been really gratifying and yeah i i have literally not a negative thing to say about our experience this year we had a great team and we had great results it was so much fun well we're, we're glad that that was your experience yes. we also will just completely agree that you had a great team that helped you put this event oh, together yeah. um, you guys did a bang up job and uh, we're glad that you got some good feedback because we got good feedback yeah. as well the people that we know uh, that wrote as well as people who just you know dropped us emails and things like that had nothing but good things to say um, because we want to grow this sport as you said uh, Irene and we anticipate that that will be the mm-hmm. case tell us a little bit about how indoor rowing worked at the games this year and what we're looking at in the future in case people are interested in how do I get involved in this thing? Sure. Well, you know, the best thing about the rowing competition is that it's all age defined. So you're only rowing against people of your own age category. And in the 2000 meter competition, it's a five-year increment you get up to the 5,000 meter uh, competition, it tends to be more of a 10 year um, age group. That's just how indoor rowing has always been. But it's not a sport that you're going to age out of because you will always be competing against those in your own age category um, with relatively similar abilities. So, you know, that that is the number one thing to know about rowing. You you get to age into the sport. It's never going to leave you behind Uh, as long as you are fit enough and have been, you know, training enough to compete. You'll always have a place in the sport. And that's probably the biggest reason I love it. And, and that is one thing that we just love about doing the games in general. Um, we, we certainly see that. But, uh, you know, rowing is just one of those sports that it truly is a lifetime sport. There's just there's no question about that. Right. You can do it right. as long as you want to. And um, there are people who do yes. do it as long as they want yes. to. We're going to talk about one in just a minute. Um, so what were the d- divisions that we competed in this year? The, the distances. Okay, so this year we did a 2,000-meter competition, which is the standard uh, for rowing. We did a 5,000-meter competition, which is standard head race rowing. 
And then just for fun, we threw in a 2000 meter uh, relay competition where each rower rode 500 meters and then had to jump off the erg and the next person get on and keep going, uh, which is a little bit more of a free for all. But I think everyone that participated had a good time. <laughs> a free for all that free sums for all, it up. I think is an avid, <laughs> accurate description yes. of what I saw. I didn't get to participate, but what I saw, it was yeah. so much fun. It, it really was. was. So I, I want to. Yeah, Lil, she was she was on there. I know she was, and I want to get into that. I do. I want to back up one one half step and ask a couple of questions. You said uh, two thousand meters is a standard race. Is that is that what they race at the Olympics? Is that the distance that's just the the given standard race? Yes. Yes, 2,000 meters is the standard sprint race for, for all of rowing, um, you know, and, and everybody will ask, you know, what's your 2K time? Because that's, that is what delineates rowers from each other is how fast you can row a 2K. So it's kind of like... I saw a joke once this. Go ahead, go ahead. I yeah. Joke. No, I was just going to say, you know, I, I even saw a joke once it, where it said, you know, if I die, I want to be rowing a 2K because it will last forever. Um, <laughs> I think that I saw a little yes. bit of that on people's faces. Yes. So, so 2000 is standard. Yeah. Um, you said yes. we did offer a 5,000 for, you said head, head races, head rowers. What did you say there? What does that mean? A head race. So uh, how the how rowing works just year round in the spring, all of the races are sprint races with a 2000 meter standard. Typically, sometimes for the older masters race, it will be reduced to a thousand meter race. But to 2000 meters is still the standard. And then when we get into fall racing, there's a little bit of a break in kind of in July and August. And then we kick in to head racing, which is 1000 plus meters per race. So I'm sure you've heard of the head of the Charles. That's a head race. That is a 5,000 meter race on the Charles river in Boston. Okay. So that's just how we're kind of divided up in our racing seasons. Okay. And then you used a term erg. Tell us what that means. (laughs) Okay. And an erg is a row machine technically it's an ergonometer we shorten that to an erg um it's the standard we we use concept two rowing machines and they're now by name called the row erg because erg has become kind of the industry standard for describing a rowing machine okay okay um because when when i was there at the event i heard that word thrown around and i didn't know if it was if it was an abbreviation if it was an acronym if it was french i just didn't know so now i know and you know it's so funny because i I, we've been going to the gym and rowing still so we're continuing to row but it's called it an erg too and i went i know what that is so yeah so then yeah, now, you know, you're part of the club. You got it. I yeah, know. Now, you know, now, you know. So then uh, you talked about this uh, 2000 meter relay, which was just t- so much fun. Seriously, so much fun. I, I will As say a spectator. It was so much. Fun. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. A number of our staff uh, who, you know, have been looking forward to competing in an event in the games jumped into rowing this year. It was so accessible. And you and your team, I mean, made it so easy to just do it right. as a first time having never done it before i know a number uh, of, of people including our staff just love that you guys were so helpful very um let me just say you <laughs> used the word free for all <laughs> and um I, I loved it i loved it and i also loved that we did it 
indoors instead of in a river. Because can you imagine switching out of the boat if it was on a river, it Lil? It horrible. <laughs> you're you're going to row 500, then you're going to jump off the boat. Someone's going to swim out to it, jump in. No, it was a ton of fun. And there there was a it skill was. involved in transitioning. Um, I think it became, you know, le- I think when you started, you were thinking to your head, I'm going to get this transition just right. And by the time you were done, you were thinking, I just want to get off this thing. Whatever it takes, pick me up, tip me over. I just want to get off. It is absolutely true. And you wonder if your feet are going to get out. How do you get your feet out? Yeah, it It, was awesome. Is there really something that you do traditionally in an indoor rowing event? Or was that something that's a little bit unique to the World (laughs) Senior Games? Tell me a little bit about the relay. Uh, The relay is done in a lot of events. It isn't done in most of the major, like the World Rowing Indoor Championship or the U.S. Rowing Indoor Championship, because they are so focused and have such high numbers. They really don't have the time and space for doing it. But if you get into some more of the reach competitions, yes, you'll see you'll see the relay a lot. And it's usually to wrap up the whole competition with something that's just a little bit more fun. And it was. it was. I mean, really, I can't <laughs> emphasize that enough. I know we've said it, but it just was fun. It was. It was just a, just a ton of fun. Now, this year, Irene, we had kind of a, this was the first year that we've ever done rowing, um, but we had a really special thing happen yeah. with, uh, with a particular rower who was kind of at the upper age groups. Talk a little bit about what happened with uh, our good friend, Dean Smith. Well, Dean Smith, um, you know, is just an incredible athlete. He came to the games this year as a nine. 95-year-old athlete, which is um, not, I wouldn't say never happens, but it's its pretty uncommon that That's you're going to have yeah. somebody competes at that level at 95 years old. But when you look back at, you know, his lifetime accomplishments athletically and in the sport of rowing, you, you kind of get to see how he got where he is. Uh, he obviously naturally very gifted athletically he was he he went to bradley university he was a hall of famer there in track and field Uh, and then in his 40s he started a nutrition company um, and in order to be able to talk about a healthy lifestyle he picked up running again and you know he then he started pulling gold medals again in various competitions at that point and also age group world records in running. So he was, he was already doing it then when his knees started giving out, like so many of ours do from running for years, he went into cycling. Um, and then in, I guess it was back in 2002, he was introduced to rowing and fell in love with the sport like so many of us have. And since then, he's won gold medals in Europe, in the U.S. He's capped national and world records for his age group at the World Indoor Rowing Championships. And, and you know, right now he's just in Lone Tree, Colorado, where he has access to Rocky Mountain Rowing Club and continues to row on the water. So, wow. yeah, he, uh, he broke the world record for for indoor rowing for his age division while he was with us at the games and we got to be a part of that and be a part of getting those certified and uh and out there on the web with us rowing so that was that was exciting that was very fun now which distance did he break it in was it the 2000 it was the 2000 meter yeah wow wow that is awesome i mean just you know we we do break records at the games but not so like it's like oh that's no big deal like it's a it's always a big deal it's <laughs> always a big deal and um mm-hmm. just again like you said irene we felt just privileged 
to be able to provide that venue and that opportunity yeah. and to be you know just a small part I mean all kudos and all credit to, to Dean and his work Absolutely. for sure but to be just a little piece of that uh, historic moment and that historic race uh, was really cool yeah do you I, I'm putting you on a spot and if you don't know it's okay but do you know what his time was it was 958 wow which was he he beat it he beat the world record by 30 seconds I should have oh, mentioned yeah. that which is a huge amount he beat it by 30 whole seconds when we're talking about you know a 10 minute race that's that's pretty significant um but you know i I just looked at I was I was looking at uh, a quote that had been written about him and and his advice. You know, when we when we think about doing something like he did, he says, just start slowly from where you are. Gradually increase as you're able. Don't ever quit. You can always do better than you think you can. I love it. Like, okay, that's that's a great piece of advice for all of us. Just start where you are. Yeah. And keep going. He's summed up the Huntsman World Senior Games experience right there. Yep. So uh, awesome. And congratulations to Dean and to to you and your team for helping put that together. And again, we were just honored and proud to be a little bit of as well. We've only got like about two minutes and that's not time to give it justice. But you've had some success as a competitive rower. Uh, I want to talk just a little bit about some of the, uh, you know, some of the the success that you have had in uh, both indoor and outdoor rowing. Sure. Um, well, it's, uh, it, again, you start where you are. I, I actually got into rowing because I, I buggered my knee a little bit and used, you know, just wanted to rehab. But once once we started competing and mastering the technique, I was so hooked that I just kept going. Um, won a lot of uh, local and regional competitions. But I, I think the height of, of my rowing career was a, a silver medal at nationals uh, in our in a quad with just really good friends that I've rode with for a few years. And when you say and, quad, uh, when you say quad, you're talking about an outdoor oh, four boat, man boat that has four people mm-hmm. in it, right? Okay. Uh huh. Four man sculling boat. Yeah. Uh, so. You know, it, it was just great. The, the interesting thing about any competition, though, is you never really know who you're going to be competing against. Yeah. You know, you can walk into somewhere and you're top of the heap and you can walk into another group and you're closer to the bottom of the heap. <laughs> and so a big part of the sport is just is constant improvement and constantly beating yourself. Um, and if you can do that, then you'll, of course, find success. Yeah. But you might still encounter people who have worked a little bit harder than you too. So, <laughs> well, that is competition by definition, right? Absolutely. Now, um, again, I, we've only got a minute left, but I would be remiss, Lil. Yeah. This was your first time as an athlete. You've been involved with the games for Gosh, a long time, yeah, a, a number of years. I won't say how many. Right. <laughs> I know you started as a teenager. Right. Right. But, um, you volunteered, and now you're a full time employee, and we love yeah. that you're with us. But this was your first time. It was. Tell, it, tell us what what was it like? Well, of course, it was scary, and because I'm not very tall, I think be, a rower needs to be tall because, <laughs> I, you know, I was first on the rowing machine on the erg, and I was just feeling like I had to just go a hundred miles an hour, and I was so slow compared to like my fiance is six five, He's six five, He's yeah. A tall guy. So he gets on there and he just slowly pulls it back. I was like, no, I know he. Was wasn't feeling like oh I'm just leisurely pulling well, this back. He was working, but well, I, he looked leisure. But he looked leisure yes. too. Yes, 
I just wanted to get off the erg without falling, and I did that. You did that, so, so it was successful. It was successful. Was yes. successful. <laughs> well, that's all the time that we have, but uh, congratulations, yes. Lil, seriously. And, and Irene, let me just say once again, thank you, yes. and congratulations on an incredible event. Um, we look forward to and anticipate this sport growing, and yes. uh, just, just, it just is so much fun, just so much fun. Your passion really translated uh, yes. throughout uh, your directing of the event, and I think people saw that and felt that, and um, I know that there were a number of first-year rowers. There were also some experience that were there as well, right. but we just see this as a, a great opportunity, and so thank you, thank you for yes. all of your help in moving this forward. And we've had nothing but wonderful feedback about your team and how helpful you were. It was just awesome, yeah. so thank you. Great compliments. Looking forward to working well, with you. I can assure you. Thank you. Yeah, I can I can assure you that the feeling is mutual. It was an absolute pleasure. You guys were, were fantastic to work with. Awesome. So thank, thank you. you for giving us that opportunity. Well, we're going to have you back again on the show sometime and we can talk a little bit more about some of your uh, c- competition experience and some yeah. other things. But thank you for joining yes. us. And I, again, we look forward to working with you in the future. All right. Thank you very much. Lil. Yes. Oh, good stuff, right? Yes. Just uh, just fun stuff. So really quickly, as we said, the games are over, but there's still plenty of reasons to visit SeniorGames.net. Mm-hmm. We're in the process of compiling all the results of our 35 different sports. Many of them are posted. There's just a couple that we're still working on. The rest will be there really soon. Uh, we've also got our latest webinar there to watch. We've got 16 different news broadcasts that focused on various aspects of the games. These these are they're just great pieces to right. relive the games if you participated or if you want to learn more about the games you can learn all about it again that is available at seniorgames.net we want to remind you to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30pm Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life we take this live show and turn it into a podcast and you can subscribe pretty much anywhere that podcasts are found you can also find this as well as previous shows right on our website which is once again seniorgames.net so check that out Today's inspirational thought comes from Michelle Ruiz, and she says, If people are doubting how far you can go, go so far that you can't hear them anymore. Until next Thursday, stay active.